This is the WASD and Beyond Podcast. Welcome back to our now second episode in 2021, and it is not starting off super awesome as well as 2020, but what I will say is this. I am accompanied by Evan. Hello. And our long lost love, Matthew Grant. He's back. Matthew Grant. Where the fuck have I been? Stuck in the nether in Minecraft, I think. Uh, I'll actually, I'll actually give you a little bit of insight to where I've been. Uh, I've been secretly undercover catfishing Kanye West as Jeffrey Star in order to, (laughs) in in order to break them up, so my boy Evan here can have his chance to shoot a shot at with Kim. uh, Kim, yeah, yeah, because he was Evan thought he wanted Kim. I. I don't know what are to you, do with this information now. Are you I serious? Think. Wait, wait, time out, time out. She's like literally a plastic person. That's never but, she, but that fat ass though. That, time yeah. out. That, that this is hold on, on. That is direct quote. That is direct quotes from Evan. When I said the same thing, I'm like, but she's not even hot. And he's like, but that ass though. I did say that. He did in fact say that. And so then I took the opportunity. She still got the she still got the, the front. He's okay, more. He's more so. Like- he's he's more so um, concerned with the uh, appearance in this he's more, matter he's more, instead more of so concerned with the caboose. That's what he wants, right? He's he's all superficial in this part. He's just like, you know what, super hot. I don't care if she's like this super shitty person and blah blah blah. Like it's fine, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about her other than like the fact I'm that she still, recorded a tape. <laughs> I'm still over here sad about my boy, MF Doom's passing. And Evan's over here going, I'll still be jerking with the Ray J and Kardashian. No, dude, I've seen seen that. It's bad. Okay, okay, really quick. His dick, you could row a boat with that thing. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but like, she didn't enjoy it that much, it looked like. No, that thing you could fucking beat somebody like a nightstick with that thing. <laughs> but it, it doesn't it doesn't seem enjoyable. Like I've I've never been in that situation, but I'm sorry. Like that's just like there's there's big and then there's like painful, too way too big, way too much. Ow, you're hurting me. Please stop. It can actually cause like yeah, you can actually bleed from that. Like so, I don't know why that would be enjoyable for anyone, <laughs> <laughs> including the male. I'm not trying to just for fun have reverse oh. birth over here, okay? Like, right, like, yeah, that's not... This that's not man's important. first episode back, and he goes, I ain't trying to have reverse birth, but... <laughs> but, I like the button there, like, as if, like, there's a, there's a moment where it's okay. It has like, to happen, it has to happen. If it, yeah, exactly, like, it depends yeah. on who, you know, if, like, if they got a lot of money, and you know that they're gonna be, like, you know, dying soon, you know, you might be able to just cash in on some of that, like, yeah, maybe it needs to happen. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> he got me fucked up, dude. 
Well, welcome back, everybody, to another awesome episode of the WASD and Beyond podcast. Um, Aren't you glad I'm back? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be a great segue. Let's, let's start with this. How's everyone's week's been going? Well, Matt, you haven't been on in a minute, so let's start with you. How's your week been going? Um, I mean, the last couple of months have, and this last week included uh, have been have been pretty shitty, but I'm, I'm working <laughs> through it, you know? Uh, there's not much more to say about that, you know? Right. It is right. what it is. Working through it. Um, I have some job interviews coming up. Looking forward to right. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, you know, the nation is in turmoil. That's been a wonderful week. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and awkwardly ship it along to the next person. Please yeah, save send me. That, send that ball over to Evan. Oh, to me? Oh, Hot no. Potato. Oh, no. Oh, no. I have the potato. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Um, My week has been okay. Um, it was a nice little New Year's. Not not too crazy going on, but then, you know, this, this week was... I, I'm kind of... So, like... A lot of people that I know personally, um, I'm not speaking about anyone, not, not either of you guys or uh, some of the people in the Discord, but I'd say out of everyone that I do talk to regularly, I'm probably the most plugged into what's going on in the nation in terms of not pop culture, but like political politics. And all yeah. That, yeah. Just just government, I'd say like. This man and, watched The West Wing once, and he's obsessed with politics. I've been, I've been obsessed with politics. Let me interject. I've been I'm a, 13 episodes into the first season, and it is one of the most wonderful shows I've ever watched in my life. John's almost done with the second season. I'm watching the last two it's episodes of it. Yeah, you need to watch it. It is literally fantastic. It's that cool. man as president, Martin Sheen as president, is, uh, <laughs> it is, it is a wonder to behold. He did it's get to true. see the episode where he's high. Or he's taking the two, he took the two back pills or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, you know, yeah, he goes, wait, I know my body. I know what I'm doing. Um, but no, like, so I've been interested in history and all that kind of stuff. So ever since I was a kid and politics and government in general, I've always found it interesting. And, um, uh, I'm obviously very plugged into it. So I was, you know, Tuesday was a very important day because those were the Senate races, which I, I told John, our buddy, John, who lives in Atlanta, um, I told him, I was like, they're going to win. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, like you're going to be fine. And he's like, I can't. And I was like, dude, they're going to win. Like, just don't worry about it. And they did um, much for, and and not to take a political side on anything. I'm not, and I'm not going to tell anybody what to believe, but that's arguably a pretty good thing. Um, but then Wednesday was uh, probably the worst day in modern history for our country out of all things related to um, the last four years, I'd say probably the last 20 Um, actually. Yeah. I mean, pretty much damn near. I mean, this is, it was bad. And um, disgusting. I don't know who I know, Nick, you were, you weren't here, but you were watching it. Matt, you were with me watching watching some of it. This with my grandparents. Yeah. And before we segue into what you're about to say, I want to give a quote from my grandfather. Yeah. Um, we were watching what was happening. Evan's going to go into what it, everyone, you all know what happened. My grandfather's statement was this, this is, you know, he, we were watching us and he looked at me and he said, this is what my uncles and my friends in Vietnam died for, you know, watching what was happening. It's like, this is bullshit. Right. What happened? You know, so to give some context to how serious this is before we talk about the fun and, Jokes yeah. were about to. This is serious. Yeah. Um, 
So I was with most of the guys in Discord watching this. I had been watching it since they started because Wednesday was, in, and this is customary. I'm giving a little bit of just history on this. This is, it's a constitutional requirement. It's a formality where the Senate votes on, or not votes on, but they, they vote to certify the electoral college votes in, that happened in November and were certified by states in December. It goes that way. The Senate or the Congress votes on it, they certify it, and they move there. There is an option to overturn or object more so to states' electoral votes. When you object, both houses or both the House and the Senate retreat to their respective chambers and they debate on it for two hours and then they vote on to pass them or to not pass them. In the middle of them debating about whether to certify Arizona's votes, a senator, I believe his name, I don't remember his first name, but he was a Republican senator, uh, Senator Lankford, uh, was talking. And I heard, we had been hearing from other people that there was a march that the president had held, and he told them to march on the Capitol and to protest. Now, protesting, peaceful protesting, is when you don't storm a building. You peacefully protest out in the street, you have signs, and you are protesting what's going on inside or something like that. Uh, it turns to a riot when you break down layers of fencing and push through police officers and storm the building because you are upset with something that you, by all legal obligation, by just legal standards, you cannot change. The people cannot change this. Um, and that's what happened. And that's what everyone knows in some capacity or not. Uh, what happened that day has only happened one other time, and that was in 1814. That was 207 years ago. Motherfuckers um, had muskets back then, man. <laughs> they didn't have, yeah, they didn't have much. I mean, you were you were mostly fighting with like you know flintlocks and stuff. You weren't really doing anything. Hold up, gotta reload. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it was a minute long to to reload those things. But um, not that you know people were storming it with automatic weapons and trying to take it and keep it. It was more of a thing, and as I think we saw on the streams we were watching here in the Discord, there are people that were in there streaming it and live streaming it, and they were like laughing about it like it was a meme, you know, like it was just this hilarious joke to them of like, haha, we got in, like, you know, like you broke into a bank somehow and you just got lucky. So you're like, I'm going to film this. Like, um, at the end of the day, I don't want to speak much more on it, but the my my only message to anyone who's listening is that if you agreed with it, that's incredibly dangerous because you are not, I don't know what you were, what people were thinking. If they were thinking that, well, you know, the government is tyrannical and we're going to overthrow it. There's two things wrong with that. One, it's not. And second, if you were trying to do that, you failed pretty terribly. I might add, because you didn't stay there for long. You got in there for four hours and then you got, you know, escorted out like you were drunk at a Chuck E. Cheese or something. Like <laughs> you got, you got just booted out. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right there come on just move yeah, along yeah yeah. Okay, yeah come on look, that's let's a four-year-old spoke it's not yours yeah yeah, yeah I'll, exactly. tell I'll tell you when it's mine yeah no um but it was a bad thing to happen and the worst of it all was that it wasn't incited by a separate group it was incited by the, the man at the top um which your opinion of him is your opinion of him i personally don't agree with uh, him in policy or in style or substance but um when the president of the United States is telling you, not even explicitly, but implying to rush the Capitol because if you don't, the country's going to fail. When you tell people that so many times over for two months, eventually they're going to listen to you. And, for years. And yeah, for years. They're not going to break that ideal. And 
that's what happened. And um, the thing is, is that he should be held accountable for his actions, as should the people who broke in, which I believe already 50 of them have been arrested, probably more. The thing to remember is that people in Congress agreed with this. They didn't agree with necessarily the the running. I know Josh Hawley did like the the rioting because he did you throw gobbles. He I, stop. <laughs> That's bad. Um, funny but bad. Um, he threw up. Man. He threw up like a raised fist to them as he was walking out to get secured, which I thought was hilarious. I was like, "You're literally leaving the Senate because they rushed the Senate," and you're like, "Yeah." keep going <laughs> it's like no dude you tell them to leave <laughs> i shit myself but go on in yeah you tell them to get out man um we need to hold those elected officials accountable for what they did because they enabled it uh whether they believe it or not they did um i don't have much more to say on the matter but what happened was a terrible day and it will be remembered for the textbooks so yeah. if you were there and you listened to this think about what your grandkids are gonna see on that textbook when they grow up think about your what your kids might see on that textbook when they grow up if it's that updated um you know think about what generations are going to see and remember that you were on the wrong side of history and that's not a good feeling to have uh especially like i mean as arnold said today in the speech we just watched he grew up in a country where a lot of those people were on the wrong side and that screwed them up for life yep. um and by a much worse standard like like they did something truly terrible this was one day but yeah. it will be remembered because you know what you have to say is in 1814 the capital was stormed and in 2021 the capital was stormed and i hope to god that's the last time it gets stormed yeah. <laughs> just in my personal opinion at least until after i'm gone then do it again if you want but like wait till i'm gone <laughs> first We're, wait I another would, 200 years <laughs> yeah, so wait I, a bit. I would like to leave this off as yeah wait a bit and I might get a little political. And we, we are about to get into video games. I fucking promise you. This is no, we're not. Over. It's a lie. This is a this is a politics talk. We're actually going to go into FDR and the New Deal in World War II. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're actually shifting. <laughs> we're, we're we're shifting the focus of this podcast. Yeah. Um. What? I, seriously though, what I what I what I do want to stand with, and really end this off with is, just remember, as a country, we. As Arnold did say, we need to heal together. Not Democrat, not Republican. We as Americans. As Americans. It's important to remember those those words. They're very, very, very... It's a quick sentence, but it means a lot. And if you're not in America... We're sorry. Lucky you. We're sorry that you had to witness that. Yeah. but um, Especially you know, if you look up to America. That's not who it, we it, are. It's a sad day when you can watch that happen but then you'll watch and i am going to bring this up really quick you can watch a blm protest get decimated in an instance yeah those, those fucking people get destroyed by the police but you watch these weird white people like call of duty walking right into the fucking capital all right, all right, all right. she was happy to be there I she was happy it. to be there and i hope that she at least made it out okay because she looked harmless like she looked like she was not i think she honestly that tactical genius that got into the Capitol, like uh, Judy, I honestly, I, I thought that was so funny. What I'm saying is this: there is the a duality. Is bad, yeah. The context. There is a duality to this, and it did show its fucking ugly face. You showed it tenfold. I did not watch a lot of the protests this summer, um, but I did see them with I you. I was there. I, in Detroit. 
yeah and i watched them with you on that i don't remember what day it was but that was i think it was shortly after george floyd died he yeah. was killed i think that's i watched a couple of them on like a multi-feed thing and it was terrible watching that happen like like it was terrible and i wasn't siding with like the police or anything like that i was i was siding with the protesters absolutely because it wasn't i had to i watched that video like i, I watched it because i was like i want to be informed even though this is gonna you know fucking suck and i yeah. i had to um but yeah i agree with you it showed it's it showed its face there it, where yeah. it was like you know you just watching watching capital officers probably the most important officers in the nation just kind of like yeah come on in open the fucking fences yeah and that's where i want to end. i want to end on that you know let's let's president like biden and vice president like kamala harris are about to be sworn in Let's get through this. Yeah, <laughs> let's just let's get through and this. Let's, and let's do it with some good old fashioned games. How about that? Let's talk about video games. Yeah, and let's talk about a thing that we wish we were doing: making money off video games. Because I would like to make money off video games. <laughs> okay, uh, I think the best person to speak on competitive gaming is the uh, most professional gamer in here, Matthew Grant. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> shove this on to you. Wow, way to just throw me under the bus there. I had like, hey, we don't know really how to segue this from pol- politics into our main topic, so have fun with this. You haven't been here in a while. Yeah, yeah. come on, Matt. <laughs> tell us all about uh, your, your, your tell us all about your exploits in uh, in competitive Overwatch. That's your hazing. <laughs> competitive Overwatch. I don't. I don't even know where to start. Um. Well, okay. <laughs> competitive gaming to you, right? Like. To me, like, what is, like, the most exciting aspect of it? To watch it grow? To, like, to see all these teams compete? Like, like, what is it to you? Let's just, let's all start there. Like, what is competitive gaming to us? And, like, how excited are we to see it evolve into, like, what it is evolving into? Okay. It's a lot for me, man. It is. Um, I fucking love watching competitive gaming, like, esports. Esports. Um, it's in the game. I'm not. It's in the game. Yeah, sorry. It's no longer in the game. EA took it out. Uh, Loot boxes are in the game, though. (laughs) We put that that in instead of the actual sports. It's not gambling. Microtransactions. Um, no, like, okay, I am not what you would call a athletic persons. I played are you talking about your soft body, or what are you talking about? My soft body, my soft joints, my soft muscles, all of it. It doesn't. Lack it doesn't. Your, it, your lack of knees. Right. Yeah. I stand up. I stand up and uh, and uh, I break. Pops I, 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 yeah. You remember Mr. Glass from Unbreakable? Um, oh. that's, yeah, that's me. I stand up and I hear forty different bones, just like boing, boing, boings. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Rhode Island, yeah. <laughs> um no, yeah, so like I'm not I'm not big on traditional sports anymore, you know? Right. Um, and it's to me it is it's just it's a lot of fun and just very entertaining to watch the best of the best at these video games showcase their craft and you're able to see all of these different strategies that they come up with that like, you're like, Holy shit, that was fucking incredible. Like now I'm going to try that, you know, like you watch yeah. rainbow six esports and you see some guy get some pixel peek on th- through like three different fucking walls because he timed it that, you know, Oh yeah. Someone should be there at 
you know, 124 in the round, and then 124 in the round, they just take a random shot through the wall and they get someone. You're like, that was the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. Right. And then you spend four months playing that game trying to do the same thing. Fuck you, Troy, I, I saw a fucking pro do this once. It's going to work, I promise. Yeah, I should like, have it down. Right. Um, no, man, I just, I, I love where it's been. I love seeing all of the crybabies talk about how it's not real sports um, and how, you know, seeing it evolve from what it's been, you know, 15 years ago when you had halo tournaments on espn to where then it kind of phased out and now it's just resurging and just back better than ever i I love it man it's great wild wings and oh yeah yeah you'll you'll see you'll see you'll go to a b-dubs when there's a major tournament going on you'll see counter-strike majors being you know played on like the semifinals and finals like the real fucking end of these major valve sponsored tournaments or you have the league of legends world championships or or even overwatch league i I go to the gym and i see overwatch league being played on tbs and i'm like what the fuck is happening and i'm trying to work out and i'm watching some fucking um zarya pull off some fucking play and you're just like I can't even concentrate on lifting weights. Like, what is happening? Because you're sitting there trying to do that, and you're like, "Oh, is she gonna make the play? Is right. she gonna do it? <laughs> like, is it gonna work?" Out there again, going, oh, "I gotta watch." Right. This. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Absolutely. cool. Yeah. Well, um, like Evan, like you and your dad's company, High Score. Yeah, High Score Esports. You guys were doing shit at beatups too, but like you guys were holding like Smash tourneys. Yeah, with like sixty to seventy people, like that's like, fucking sick. It's awesome. No, it's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people, which also translates to being there at two in the morning, um, which is yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it comes with the territory, you know. Yeah, and it and it does. And there was there was definitely there's definitely moments though where it's like, especially because that was also like grassroots, right? That wasn't sponsored by like a company. That wasn't sponsored by Nintendo coming down and saying like, here we're gonna have all these systems set up. It was you know players brought those they brought their systems they brought their controllers they brought the uh we we provided like monitors and then we had a you know there were tournament organizers that would run the tournaments we were there just to provide it as like a instead of it being like you know a whole bunch of 25 year olds 30 year olds or whatever you know however old they are they come in and they just say yeah we just want to host a smash tournament here and it's just like you can tell it's obviously just the people who are going to play whereas like it was a company coming in and saying hey we held smash tournaments would it be cool to, would it be cool if we partnered with you to host we get you know they get food you guys get to sell a whole bunch of food a whole bunch of beer you know a whole bunch of everything and they just take up this section of the of the restaurant for four or five hours and when it was at beatups though it was obviously a time limit where it was like yeah no they they close at like three so we got to be done by like two whereas you know when it was we were hosting it at our own lounge or whatever we could be like yeah i mean if this goes till like four in the morning then it goes till four in the morning like mm-hmm you know, whatever, but, um, no, that's, that's really cool. It was cool to be there and to see it grow like that. Um, I am not a smash person though. So, uh, you know, uh, people at work, like, uh, Derek, who I worked with would say like, yeah, you know, watch him, see, see how they play. It's like, I cannot for the life of me stay interested in this. Like it's not a first person shooter. I can't do it. Like, I mean, you know, I just, and I'm not even like, I love first person shooters and those are the competitive games I'd play, but I also find other forms of competitive games fun, like um, squad, the tactical milsim type shooters. I find those very interesting as a, as a competitive esport. I find like uh, chivalry, um, you know, that kind of, you know, medieval style. That's pretty cool as a, as an esport as well. Mordhau. Um, 
but no, man, I love seeing it in action. I love being able to be there and see these guys show their best, you know, grassroots people, not people that were like, just, you know, never heard of them before in terms, but they were like world famous and, you know, they just show up and you're like starstruck. It was like, no, I watched these guys get better. I watched these guys literally kick ass at 60 other people, you know, and then they come, they, they take the, take home the, the pot, you know, of money. It was like, wow, that's impressive. Honestly, to right. be able to go for that. Like I, I can, I can play competitive games too. I can play games with you guys for all day, but if you were to like, yes, yeah, sit here for six hours and play at your very best and then potentially win a bracket like that. It's like, I, you're asking too much of me. I don't know if I could do that. Like, right. that's impressive. I give it to them. I, people who would say it, like you said, Matt, people who are like, it's not a real sport. I mean, you got to watch these guys and go, I don't know, man, it might be <laughs> these guys. While put they, time into it. While they might not be quote unquote showcasing their physical attributes, which I mean, hand arm eye coordination is that brain that like the amount of brain power they're using while they're playing is insane. It's galactic. Oh yeah. It's it. it continue i'm sorry i wasn't trying to cut you no, off no, no. what are you gonna say um so like there's there's so much more to sports than just your physical attributes right Absolutely. like like yeah. golf is a sport that's not so much as like your physical prowess of like i am stronger than this guy it, it is it is just thousands and tens of thousands of hours of practice and your knowledge and you understanding, you know, like, Hey, you know, it rained last night. Grass is going to be a little damp. I have to adjust like this. It's your knowledge that, that showcases through things like that. Right. And your repetition and your weather outside and your skill. It's the same thing with, um, it's it's, chess is considered a sport, right? Chess has no physical. You move your one arm. Yeah, that's it, right? But no, it's all about your mental capacity and being at your very best and understanding. Like, okay, there is twenty different moves that can be made right now. How? What is the best way that's going to give me a little bit of an advantage so I can then capitalize and make the next advantage and blah blah blah. You know, right? I love the fact that magic is now an esport. As someone is who it? it is now considered an esport with their launch of the Magic Arena, like their is newest... it because you guys can't play it in person or no, no, no. This has been this has been a thing for a little bit now. It's well, been like, oh, okay. like two years, and okay. with the, with the release of Magic Arena, it's like I said, their newest because there's Magic the Gathering online, their online Magic that's been around since like fucking you know early two thousands, and it looks like it came from fucking nineteen early two thousands, right. <laughs> Um, they have their new and improved one for more modern stuff, right? Like it doesn't have, you know, a lot of like the old formats and all of these old cards. It's more of like, you know, Hey, you're going to play the newest formats with the newest cards and it's all flashy and everything like that. Just like Hearthstone and other card games like that, you know, the new, um, online card games. And so as a magic player, I love the fact that magic is now an esport, technically. Yeah. Um, especially since they have really vamped up their like their prize pool money. They went from like, Hey, the world champion gets like $50,000. Cool. Not a bad paycheck. Expect if that's what you love to do. Right? No, they up that shit to a million, Oh my God. <laughs> a million, right? Hey, Every right. other card game is, 
is is blown out of the water, right? Nobody cares about them anymore. Everyone like Magic is I have a little list here of like top esports of 2020. Magic is ranked number 16. It's That's it's insane. it's it surpasses FIFA and and surprising Clash of Clans and you know a whole bunch of other weird stuff, right? But the fact that it is up there in like top 20 for a card game, that's pretty sweet. I will yeah. say Magic has an old formula, which I don't know if they can, if they still do this or not, but they have this like um, their old formula for like, you know, how you become the best. Um, and this is the kind of system that I personally want to see in modern esports, right? So in Magic, it's like, okay, you go to your local tournament, and if you win your local tournament, you get invited to the regional tournament against all of the other winners, right, of their local tournaments. And then the winner of that gets to go to the next tournament with the other winners of the second tier tournament until the third and blah, blah, blah. And then if you do that and you do good enough and you get, like, you know, enough points or something like that, you get invited to the Magic Pro Tour. Right. As well as there's also an additional avenue of you have these massive tournaments that aren't like these local tournaments. They're the big tournaments that thousands of people go to. And if you finish in like the top eight people, you also get an invite to, you know, so you have multiple avenues to get to that Magic Pro Tour. And then from there, that's your one shot to kind of prove yourself and, you know, show that you belong there and blah, blah, blah. But it's the, right. it's that stepping stones of like, okay, I can go with the grindy route of, you know, go to my local tournament, become the best there, then go to the regionals until I'm the best there and then go to the next level until I'm the best there and then go to the pro tour and blah, blah, blah. Okay, or... Sure. Yeah. If you want to fuck up my art. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Shut up. But no, and then there's the other argument where it's like your your opens, you know, your big tournaments where anybody and everybody is invited. And right. if you are one of the best people at that place that has thousands of people, then you also get your little showcase and yeah, you, you get, get, anyway. get your invite. That's what I want to see more so in competitive gaming and esports, right? Like I want there to be your monthly or you know, quarterly counter-strike tournament down the road at, you know, high score esports where like you have multiple people from like a general region kind of showing up and trying to compete. And then the best team goes to then the next tournament. That's a real right. more regional where it's like, you know, okay, we're in Michigan and we won that. Now we get to go to the Midwest regional tournament. And if you do good there, then you get to go to like this national circuit and then from there you get to go and west coast yeah right and then you get to go and if you keep doing well improving yourself in like a local and like that local manner where people are actually able to go and see you then you get to go to the big leagues and play against those fucking you know astralis regional national right that sort of system that's what i want to see from esports i want i want to be able to go down and see who other than smash like i want to see who is the best you know who's the best rainbow six siege team in michigan you know out of people who are just starting and trying to pick it up and shit like that and crafting their own things you know or pinpoint those players like to really like watch that team play and be like well that player is far better than the team or these two players work perfect together but the rest of the team isn't meshing 
Like right. to like be able to like watch a team play and be like, yeah. you know, pick apart like, well, this player is doing this, this player is doing that, and to really just see what's going on behind the scenes, right, is what I like to see. You also got the idea of sponsors as well, too. So you not only Absolutely. go there and you get to say maybe, well, maybe I'll go to you know, this regional, or maybe I'll go to this local, but say you finish second, but you fin- like, they see, just like you said, say the sponsor, like say Razor or uh, Logitech sees that you finish second in this tournament. You guys lose terribly. Like you get wiped to the floor with these people, but you distinguish yourself as a great player on say the siege team. You're the right. carrier. And it shows that you're carrying. Cause even though you lost, you got 24 kills. Like you still held your own throughout the entire, like, you know, frame or whatever that you did. Um, and you just keep going. And then Logitech is like, hey, we saw what you did, and we're very pleased with that. We'd like to sponsor right. you with gear if you have a Twitch channel, or we'd like to um, you know, bring you on as a team for other players, or like, you know, we'd like to bring you together, right? Like, right. like that's important too, because not only do you get that added ability of like, yeah, I might go to a regional, I might get lucky, or I might go to the nationals or something like that. I might get, you know, able to get put on the pro tour or something like that. Uh, like with magic, like Matt said, but you also have that added ability of like, you might pick up three or four different sponsors. You might get Absolutely. hella cash. You might get a custom PC from you for you by NZXT because they yourself. PCs. Yeah. You know, anything you need names like, yeah, like you get to, you know, collaborate with other Twitch streamers because if and I think it's also imperative that if you're going to be going to tournaments like that, it's almost just as important that you have a Twitch channel because it's like in my off time. Oh, here's what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Because then it's like, because guess what? You know what companies are going to do? And I've learned this from like my father where he's like, you can be the best at Overwatch. But if you don't have a Twitch channel to show that off, one, people might not believe you until they see you in person or they see you like recorded gameplay. Secondly they're not going to want to give you anything because there's no audience there. Like, right. you know, YouTube is great and all, but like to have people live watching you, like, like shroud, he's got 200,000 people watching him play, you know, rust, or he's got, yeah. you know, 200,000 people watching him play, you know, uh, overwatch for like once in a million years. It's like, <laughs> but the overwatch loves that. They're like, yeah, we would like to like, we'll like other companies are like, yeah, we'd love to pay you to keep playing this. Or like they paid him to the uh, EA paid him, some like million dollars to play apex on launch day right just to get the name out and now it's one of the arguably the best battle royale that's around besides maybe Warzone. and here's the beauty of this market like people we're all musicians here at least you know we're or are striving to be being (laughs) what'd you say you put me on are (laughs) <laughs> you're, a, you're a great guitarist, you fucking asswipe. Yeah, you're Matt's right. a great drummer, and all I could do is fucking grab a microphone and scream. Well, but, you can also hit it on your head, but yeah. Okay, asswipe. Um, <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is this. This is now the new Rockstar dream. Right. Being a competitive gamer, everyone wants to do it. What? But like the thing is, it's not as easy as you people think it is. What you do you mean by live... people? Oh, <laughs> uh, you re- really? Really? You mean other white gamers? White boy? <laughs> I'm just saying gamers, bro. You gamers bastard. are upset now. Gamers are for, upset for, real though, for real though, it's not as easy as people like to think. Just like I get paid to play video, play, pay to play video games. Great. But you understand that you are playing that same game <laughs> day in, yeah. 
pay out on a payroll. Yeah, that's important that's to remember. Thing. People need to realize, like, yeah, it's great. Being a streamer is a lot. To, we're gonna do a, a whole streamer episode, Twitch episode. But being a streamer compared to being a competitive gamer is two different things. Uh, Shroud said the same thing, where he's like, uh, for like the four or five years he played competitive CS, he only got paid two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. And he made that shit in like two months playing a streamer. Right, right. And he makes more than that like every month now. You know, on top of sponsors, on top of paid subscriptions. Well, Not to mention the fact that he got paid like what, 20 10 million? million? Yeah, 10, 10 million. million. There you go. Like, dude, that guy doesn't care what he plays. My point is... It's the stresses. It's the, it's stresses. the stresses. Like, I'm sure there's days where like certain, you know, teams or members of the team is like, fuck i have to wake up and play counter-strike which to like normal people going to like their fucking job at ford or jets pizza or it's like whatever stop complaining you get to play a game at home all day but right, it's but like, like it's the same ideal of like you know it's still a job up. it's a yeah. job you're 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 draining yourself mentally so yeah like you may may say i want to be a professional gamer there do is, you there is a physical toll i think to be remembered oh, for these there, people too and and fucking right. social Oh yeah. yeah, no, no. So like, there's for for the League of Legends teams, those those guys practice 15, 16 hours a day. They live together in a gaming house yeah. where they eat, breathe, drink, sleep, everything League of Legends. You don't have yeah. a social life. You don't do anything else. You wake up, you play League of Legends on team scrimmages, and then you play. On your, you know, solo queuing, you're, you know, you're climbing the ranks or whatever, playing by yourself. That's all you do. You wake up, you play League of Legends, you go to bed. That's yeah, it. And you, you do that with your four teammates that you live with, that you see every day constantly. So that way you can go and you can win the next tournament and be like, haha, Korea is still best. Every time you take a piss, Tommy didn't put the seat down. He's also peed all over the bowl. So you got to scrub the bowl. Right, but you can't understand him because he's from America and you're uh, you're a South Korean team and like no one you don't speak each other's languages, but you but you play you play jungle really well and so now you're in South Korea, like you know. Yeah. You don't know you don't know how you ended up here. Um that's one of the biggest things about esports I think about is like the notion of how easy it's not easy. There's nowhere near this easy. No, it's not. I mean, if, if, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Right. It, it's the same idea as any other sport where there are millions and millions of people who are all trying to be the best, right? right. You have to put in the work and the time to show that you deserve your spot. And then you have to put in the work and time to, to show that you deserve to keep that spot because right. you have you have an off season and all of a sudden you get traded to some fucking low leg, right you get, you get traded to like the bottom of the list yeah. and then you're stuck there trying to bring this team up from the fucking depths of hell some team out and, in the boonies you're like what? this ain't even a house bro this is a shack <laughs> like i don't know how you even have internet <laughs> You yeah. tell me this is a gig how do, you, how do you how do you play how do you play like on league here oh we just use wi-fi like, like, are they? Is it on the? Is it on the motherboard? Like, is it on the motherboard? They're like, no, we just bought it from Best Buy. It's fifty bucks. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> See, but that's interesting. So it's we bring that up so that way I can then bring up the fact that that is now finally changing and evolving, right? 
the the days of gamer houses and team houses is slowly starting to fade away because like Uh, no, no other professional sports have that right if you're a professional football player you are not living in a house with every other member of your oh, team. Right. And then you are not like, you know, you go to practice, you know, every day and you do your six, eight hours of work and then you go to, you know, you go back and you get to spend time with your family and blah, blah, blah. You don't get to do that in gaming. And it's finally being shifted towards that. Whereas phase like, clan. right. Well, it's not just phase clan, but phase clan is definitely one of the more recent examples where they're like, is ridiculous. Hey, here's this like fucking twenty million dollars, twenty thousand square foot, however fucking. But here's this big ass fucking warehouse that now we have places for people to do their daily streaming, and that's like they wake up, they go to work, they do their streams, they go home. You have teams for like Fortnite and Call of Duty and Counter Strike where they wake up and they go, they all go to work, they meet up, they do their eight hours of work. And then they get to go back and then they have some sort of social life, you know? It's starting to get to that point. But, like, can we really say our FaZe clan, like, not the, like, the douchiest dudes in gaming, kind of? They sound like it. I don't think it was FaZe clan. I think that compound was 100 Thieves. Was it 100 Thieves? I'm pretty sure it's 100 Thieves because it was um, both kind of douchey. It was 100 Thieves, but they're both kind of douchey. Oh no, one hundred percent. Yeah, I like, mean, that's that's getting, like you they, have, they have Call of Duty startups, right? Like that's that's kind of where they came from. They're gonna be they they, they still have Modern Warfare Two lobby as like, like gaming chads type thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, like they're, yeah. they're like they're like Giga Chads about gaming. It's <laughs> kind of uh, obnoxious. That's an incel term, dude. Giga Chad. Yeah, I I first time I ever heard that term was I was watching a professional Overwatch streamer and he was. He was being a, and this is a quote from the game, as he was in the back line of the enemy team. He's a great, great Roadhog, and he's, like, just flanking the enemy team, and he's just hooking their healers and, like, throwing them off the edge of the map and stuff like that. And one of the team, yeah. one of the guys on the enemy team just bitches, and he types in chat. He's like, you know, we have healers who can't do anything because there's a Giga Chad Hog in the back line, and I was dying at that term because I was like, I totally am going to use that when I'm getting like that's happening to me and like Overwatch, dude. Like it's it's just was funny. It was cracking yeah. me up. I didn't know it was an this insult. fucking Giga Chad. He won't leave me the fuck <laughs> right, dude. Yeah, Giga Chad Genji over here, yeah, dude. I swear to God, like Giga Chad is like the perfect term for Overwatch because it's like you you know you're playing like you're playing like arcade. You're playing like a a. a uh, eight person death match and you're just getting wiped by these people who play it all day and it's like yeah i'm gonna call you a giga chad because like i'm playing arcade i'm trying to win loot boxes <laughs> and you're sitting there like this is for the majors bro like i gotta right. i gotta do everything right like this is gonna this is gonna be my showcase to those yeah. this, <laughs> this is, is my audition my ticket onto the into the over right right and it's like it's like you're just seeing in the chat like he's like yeah this is my audition it's like where's all like the why is like the bottom left of the screen all cut out? I was like, oh, I was getting flamed in chat. Giga, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Giga Chad. I kept getting called that. Um, but like, so yeah. Overwatch. I wanted to speak on that. Um, yeah. They were like, for me, Overwatch is the competitive game I'd play. Like, because CS:GO, I played for a long time, sixteen hundred hours. I loved that game, but it kind of got for me. It got repetitive because I was just like, it's just all on this on the on the wrist on your mouse. 
like that's really for me what was the biggest thing that what like what i had to pay attention to is just getting the aim patterns right and like nades never bother bothered with that shit i got all the way to like legendary eagle master i never even cared about nades once that's why you never made it to global because you didn't care about nades exactly you're exactly right <laughs> i agree I with you 100 um and then I found Overwatch and I played that as a friendly thing at first because everybody that I knew and like with John played that game and it was funny. Like I got flamed a lot because I played McCree and Soldier because I didn't know how to, I didn't know what anybody else was. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll play McCree. E, right click. E, right click. And then they'd be like, Evan just killed everybody on the team. I was like, yeah, I hit E, right click. Like I just hit that <laughs> combo. I got everybody. But like that for me was like the competitive game where it's like, I loved the idea of that because it was not only just having to be mechanically good at being able to track or to, to use projectiles and predict where people were going to go as like Hanzo or something like that. But then you also had this like mental game of chess of like, well, we need to make sure these characters meld together and here's what characters meld well on this map versus For a stat. that. Yeah. We have to know how to play yeah. and synergize with each character as well as be mechanically good in a good team composition yeah right. everybody's kind of on that even even like playing ground in terms of csgo because it's like everybody except for like a couple base weapons on say like terrorists and counter terrorists everybody else more often than not has access to an op they have access to a p90 and to a deagle right but like in an overwatch you do have access to all the same characters but you can't all play roadhog you can't all play this person or that person and then for a time and i think they still do it in the high like top 500 grandmaster they still have character bans just like it league does i believe um they still ban characters every week at random and that kind of thing which i think like you said matt it should be given a player choice but they don't have enough i don't know what's considered enough for 6v6 but like i think that you should be able to ban some of them on your own instead of just kind of being like well this week i get to lose all my mains you know that kind of thing right yeah i yeah i think that overwatch would do good with like each team bans one particular person, right? Because, like, there's not too many heroes in the game to where it's, like, an overwhelming... Like, there's not there's not four people that do what McCree does. There's not four people that do right. what Tracer does, right? They're all fairly unique because of its right. lower count of, of heroes to where I think just a singular ban for each team to be like, okay, this is the comp that we kind of want to try to do. This right. is the one hard counter let's ban that you know maybe it would be better served and i'm just adding on to that but like so you have maybe one band from each particular so you have tanks dps support maybe you ban one from each one from each that could be you know yeah um obviously that's all just something that comes down to like you know playing yeah. and, and and seeing how it all works out like you know okay we'll try one let's see if that's impactful or not it's not let's right. bump it up see how that is type of deal but yeah I, I, I agree with what you say, but for me, like everything that you just said is completely trumped by those guys that play Dota and League of Legends because right. they have to consider all of that stuff, but right. then there's no backsies, right? Yeah, right, right. And like, I, it, yeah, it's like, hey, each team gets to ban five people and each team picks five different people. You can't have a repeating person on either team. Right. It's like, this person is picked. It is available to none of the other nine people. Right. And they have to have a nice comp that meshes together and all of this shit. But they have enough. They have such an influx of people where it's like right. we have the four different people that are like, hey, this guy is good at like, you know, kiting, like, you know, shoot, you run away, shoot, you run away, shoot, you run away. There's a there's an influx amount of those to where it's like right. you ban one of them who's really good. I can still deal with the two or three that are mediocre, you know. Right. And yeah. Kind of work. 
it might be a good idea like a siege thing where it's like you get to see like just like when you character ban and siege you just ban two on each side just like take away the fact of like banning one that's dps one that's tank one that's support and just give it like you get each team gets to ban two characters and you get to watch and they're banned for everybody like that would that would also serve it well too because like you said they're so unique to the point where it's like yeah you could get rid of we want to try doing you know a goats comp where we just have people rushing this thing so like let's get rid of people that'll stop that you know get rid of you know reinhardt or something like that i don't know i don't know anything about the competitive side of that stuff but like that was the game i played competitively like for a solid couple of months and i i loved it and hated it because you hated getting put on a team with there's five other people like there was a guy while i was streaming who just was like yeah i mean i'm just playing competitive because i'm bored and like or not because i'm bored but he was like i don't really want to win i just want to i just wanted to play something other than quick play it's like so you wanted to just that's like the weirdest sort of your stakes yeah it's like yeah it's like that's the weirdest sort of like fake troll like message i've ever seen where it's like i'm not really trolling i just don't want to win but i didn't want to play quick play i wanted to play competitive where other people are trying to win yeah and like like kind of screw people over that way i mean overwatch is just a toxic cesspool like a lot of those other competitive games though most games that are high up on the uh on the competitive tier are just full of just complete toxic pieces if you not good do not play it's easier to do that people who are the toxic avenger like you know yeah it's easier I to do not that talk shit about toxic avenger oh man you i get didn't it. i'm just saying that he's extremely toxic you're, because he's the toxic avenger and then that no, means it doesn't want to be the top we'll do this you're thing. getting you're this getting toxic a, because this, of this you're toxic granted exactly uh, which is why i can you say are, you are further proving our point of the fact that you are toxic okay yeah you toxic like like so the thing uh, i think the the reason that it is so toxic is because like in football if you say something really bad to the guy that's right in front of you you're off that field they're gonna take you out they're like you're done which i mean that happened in just as a side note that happened in overwatch because there was a really good he's a really popular twitch streamer chipsa who like just plays doomfest or like that's all I see him play on YouTube. Like they'll, I get recommended his clips, and like all he plays is Doomfist. And he got signed to like San Francisco, and he was benched for his like first two weeks because every time he'd play, he'd either flame his teammates or he'd flame the enemy. Yeah. And the coaches were just like, "Dude, stop." See, that's another thing that I think that Overwatch and other you know other games deserve. Like they should have that ban system in where it's like. For like you were just saying, that guy he plays exclusively Doomfist, right? Seems like it, yeah. So for the most part, that is where his experience is. So the other team just goes, "Hey, this guy's a problem. He's really good at Doomfist. Let's ban, ban Doomfist, right. right?" And then this guy's going, "Oh, I haven't practiced enough with other people." Right. And then and then all of a sudden he's throwing for his team because he doesn't know how to Hanzo and shit. Like, yeah, at the very least he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have a, you know, and I've seen him play other characters and he's obviously very good at what he does, which I think is another way. And and specifically both, like you said, league and Dota and by extension overwatch. And this goes to siege any game where there's specific characters, uh, you know, just like in overwatch, it's that same sort of deal where it's like DPS. You want to be a professional DPS. You can't play three DPS. Well, you have to play all of them. Well, same with being a tank. You have to be able to play all of them very well. Right. You have to, you have to have a very large amount of knowledge of how each person is supposed to play. So that way, if you don't get your main one or two guys, well, okay. I still kind of comfortable on how to play Reinhardt, even though I prefer, I prefer wrecking ball or something to play an off tank. Yeah. Right. You still gotta know, 
how to do that. And then that just further even proves the fact that like, hey, I deserve to be here in the pros because of the fact that like, hey, I don't just I'm not just a one trick pony. I know how to play every single one of these characters in my role pretty fucking well. Even yeah. though, you know, it, like I said, you may not be a hundred percent like you are with one person, but you're, if you're still pulling in an 85% in the pro leagues as like a, you know, you're doing your job correctly. Yeah. And that's this further showcase of like, you know, I have the knowledge and I have the skill to be where I'm at. And they deserve like there are, and I've seen plenty of toxic play uh, people in every game. And I've only watched like, like Matt mentioned at the beginning of this, where he's like, I want, he would watch the siege, you know, uh, esports events and stuff like that. I don't particularly watch esports events at all. I don't watch CSGO. I don't watch rainbow six. I don't watch Dota or league. I don't even watch overwatch league that much. I've watched it. I watched it when I was really interested in it, but I've lost that interest now. But like, there's, there's a moment that struck me. Uh, I was watching hard blue who is a now he's now signed to, I think it's luminosity. I can't remember. It's I can't remember the team. It starts with an L, and they have a blue color scheme. So I'm assuming it's luminous. It might be liquid, um, but he is like the most positive streamer I've ever watched play Overwatch. And Overwatch is very difficult to be positive in. Um, speaking from my own experiences and playing hard blue, hard blue, H A R B L E U. Um, he is the nicest person I've ever he's on luminosity. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. He is the nicest professional Twitch Overwatch streamer I've ever met and like I've ever seen. Like I've watched him in his YouTube clips where he's literally playing with uh, two other teammates. And you know, that's the funny thing about all those guys is when they're in that top five hundred like area, they're like top of their team or top of the, you know, this region they're all super egotistical of themselves. Like they think they're the best at everything at that point and they can do oh, anything yeah. they want. Harblue is not like that. He's very good at everything he does, but the amazing thing is that he's able to keep such a positive attitude towards them and towards his chat. Well, like you have to. he gets pissed. Like he gets, I'm sure he gets frustrated when he loses or he gets frustrated when he doesn't have a team that's doing that well. He obviously does, but he doesn't get like how you watched Ninja the other day just scream at that kid for, for being bad. Like he's never, I've never seen him do that. I've never seen hard blue, like lose his shit on a player for not knowing what's up. He, uh, he says the truth. He's like, you're in this rank for a reason. You need to show it, but he's not right. sitting there going like you're trash End this game, uninstall, never play this game again. He's not doing that. He's like, maybe we try this. Maybe I'll do this. You know, I can like, we need to win this. So I'll figure it out. He's bit, he's a bit different now, not more toxic, but he's just different now because he plays on a team. So he has to bring his a game and he is not like the leader of the team. As far as I know, he was invited just a year ago. So like he wasn't like super, you know, involved that way, but he's very good at it. Right. Yeah. And that's important, dude. It's important to, especially in an esports tournament, keep your fucking head about you. Right. Like our blue. Like when I watched ninja go off on this kid dude you equate to a regular player and it's not there's nothing wrong with being like a regular player yeah no but like when you're acting like someone who's not a professional while being professional that is a bummer and that's just a bad example yeah to everyone else out there like i can act and say whatever i fucking want to no you cannot absolutely you cannot. when you're that when you're that kind of like you're that face yeah right. like you're set to a higher standard. Like XQC. You have to be 
Well, you have to be XQC, like cheating in the not. I don't know if it was considered cheating. I think it was, but like when he did the fall, he he did well. Yeah, all those coaches in Counter Strike. That's a good point. But like all the like XQC with all those fall like that Fall Guys tournament where he died, he got out of it, and then he stream sniped. I think like Doctor Lupo, and he made yeah. Doctor Lupo lose. Right. Yeah. He, he was never he was never in it. But yeah, no, he oh, still he wasn't. Okay. He wasn't originally in it. He was just like he was just playing Fall Guys and he happened to be. I remember because I was watching a video on it. Okay. Okay. It was sort of like talking about all that. He wasn't in the tournament, but he was um, like friends with someone who was in the tournament. Okay. Playing against Dr. Lupo and his teammate. And he realized like I'm in the same game as these guys. And he just kept fucking harassing Lupo and trying to make him lose. And yeah. like your stream sniping, that's not okay. That is the rules. And you got a six day, you got a six day ban for it. Which I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how well that works for, for that kind of purpose. But like, I mean, even even Shroud, I think said he's like he's lost respect from me, like because of this. Because it's like there's, it's like that's a forbidden thing to do. Like you know, you just like cheating is bad in any game. But like stream sniping is just particularly, especially when it's a competitive standpoint. It's upholding the integrity of the competition, right? It's right. not about the money. It's about the fact that this is a competition. We should not interfere or cheat to make the competition in our favor. Right. Right. I mean, like, uh, so I, I'm in that we, uh, Matt and I have been playing a lot of Hell Let Loose recently. We've been playing a decent bit of it. And yeah. like, there's a group on there and they do other World War II and even just squad, like all those tactical milsim games, uh, Easy Company after the band of brothers, like the actual easy company. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shut up, band of brothers. Um, but like they do tournaments on hell at loose and they like, I think importantly, I think they do this for other streams or at least the very competitive esports games. And these guys are like, yeah, if you're going to be streaming during this competitive, like tournament that we're doing in hell at loose, it's totally fine that you have it, but you have to have something to cover the map and you have to have the stream delayed by at least like a minute or two. Like, right. Like you have to have these things in place because other people will stream snipe for these people and help them win because they're literally looking at your friggin' battle plans. Like they're literally watching what an entire two squads, like a platoon is going to do. It's a very important to uphold the integrity that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, stream sniping has always been an issue in competitive gaming. It right. doesn't even matter what kind of game it is, you know, right. Yeah. I remember watching old hearthstone and magic, the gathering tournaments on Twitch and the people would, the guy playing in the tournament would be streaming what he's playing, right? He wants right. his viewers to know what's happening in the game, but then they would get stream sniped because, you know, it's... I'd see it, yeah. You you would see what your opponent has, and then you're able to play around and be like, I know he has this specific card. That card is going to ruin me. Let's right. play around that card and do something that doesn't ruin me type of deal, you know? and. Right. That's it, it's that it's a double sided edge of like, you know, that's bullshit. But also you're the one who's who is, is streaming this and you're putting yourself out there to be stream sniped to where it's a you know, it's a double edged sword where it's you know, like it, it's partially your fault, even if it's it's stupid to say maybe while you're competing, you shouldn't be streaming. Right. Even if it will bring you the revenue. Right. Like it, it's. You know, you there may need to be that where it's like, hey, if you are competing in this tournament, you are not allowed to stream while this is happening. Right. And I, I agree. Yeah. Which makes yeah. sense to me. 
it does so. but then it also like you know i don't care i don't i don't give a fuck about you know like this like let's just say like you know this counter-strike tournament i don't i don't care about it i just want to watch simple be simple during this counter-strike tournament right right like i only care about what simple is doing in his team so I, like i understand where that's coming from was like you know i wish simple would be streaming type of deal but it's it's more so like keeping the integrity of the tournament and the competition it there may need to be bans against that I don't right know. i agree um i'd like to point out so i have a little list here uh yeah. this is from esportsearnings.com uh for the top games top esports games of 2020 um first of all there was 570 tournaments for counter-strike <laughs> in 2020 i feel like their third party tournament system may need to be dialed back a bit because that's just um, some fucking shit like that is so much to try to keep up on dude like you're not allowed to you're, you you can't you can't know anything about anything else like it's just Counter-Strike. You have to pay attention to Counter-Strike and Counter-Strike alone, you know? Fuck. But they were also the number one game of 2020, so, like, clearly it's working for them. Oh, yeah, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, even with okay. their... Yeah. I mean, is that really a surprise? No, absolutely not. It's not, even though, like, the Counter-Strike integrity has, has clearly been ruined for, of the last couple of years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um... You have Dota, League of Legends, Fortnite, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Here's a fun one. PUBG Mobile ranks higher than PUBG. That's, we had the episode. We had that's the episode. Hilarious. <laughs> that is funny. Now I will say that this is this is based entirely on the amount of payouts that there were. That's important though. Um right. but there were 5.4 million dollars in prize pool money across 14 tournaments Jeez. for PUBG Mobile. Wow. Versus PUBG where there is 4.2 million in prize payouts across 55 tournaments. Fucking A. That's kind of fucking hilarious. Um Let's see. You got you got Overwatch, Rainbow Six, Hearthstone, Rocket League, uh Valorant, Apex. Magic the Gathering making top 15. Fuck yeah. I'm sorry, number 16. Hell yeah. Still. Chess. Chess is number 22. I find that kind of funny. That's funny. That is kind of funny. Mortal Kombat 11 is number 52. And they only had they only had two tournaments this year. Are you shocked? shocked Many yeah, cotton. Full (laughs) trade. Um, I'm sure there's not that many fighting games like Tekken, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, etc. etc. Dragon there Ball. Has not been a lot of tournaments for those games. And clearly it shows that those games are really reliant on having that live audience compared to like no one wants to just watch that on Twitch of two guys fighting and matchmaking, right? right. They want to see the face to face inter- or like altercations of these guys. Like these guys have been rivals for five years and they're face to face and they're about to start swinging. You know, like they want to see that aspect of it, not so much the, you know, just the actual gameplay. So I think that's kind of cool. Right. Um, 
let's see here. Yeah, no, that's about it for me. I just thought that that stuff was good. Are those our thoughts on competitive gaming, though? Like, are we all squared away? I'm all set. Put in a box. Absolutely. I'm going to ramble for another hour and a half. You cannot stop me. This is true. Listen, bitch, if that's what you want to do, then do it. (laughs) No. No, I don't want to. We got to schedule it. Can I just say that competitive, competitive Uno... Had two tournaments for oh, a high school of twenty thousand. That's it with you. That's it with you. It's like fucking talking about like ESPN the Ocho. <laughs> oh no no no! Here you go, Nick. Here you go, Nick. Artifact 2.0 has already had seven tournaments for a prize pool of seven hundred and fifty-two dollars. How do I kick this guy out of the fucking uh, chat? I don't know how to do that. I don't know. If you can. I think you're stuck here. I think we're stuck here. All yeah. right. Those are our thoughts on competitive gaming, though. Like. Yes. I'm excited like- to see what what's up? What, no, what? No, 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 I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were you you paused and I thought you were just like I don't know what to say. I was gonna address- just go. I do know what to say. I'm loving where esports is heading to. I'm loving that people are starting to take it serious. Okay. And <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um I really am lo- I-, I love that though. I love that it is being taken seriously, you know. Because back in the day, it was like, oh, you what, you play video games professionally? It, it's much more than just playing video games professionally. Like, you are mentally killing yourself physically with your arms, hands, fingers. There's a lot to it. There, there fucking really is. So that's what I love about it, it being taken seriously. I can go into a beat-ups and I can watch a CS major, Overwatch League, fucking, you know, League of Legends. League of Legends was literally played at little caesar's arena in detroit yeah yeah i was bummed that i couldn't go to that we we wanted to go i wanted to go just to be there right and i don't i wanted to see it that's what's awesome about where this is headed to and i'm excited to see where this really takes off after covid so yep yes that's the new thing after covid yes whatever that is what do you guys want to leave off on this episode with? Um, I'm uploading what you said. I have no other comments. <laughs> I, I I love where esports is. I love where it's came from, you know, and how far it's come in the last 10, 15 years or whatever. Um, I'm excited to see what it's going to continue to do. It is beyond proven the fact that it is serious and it is raking in some serious fucking dough. Yes, a lot of people are really oh, starting yeah. to get interested in it. It's starting to actually break mainstream news and shit like that finally. Um, so I'm excited for it. My main thing is I'm looking forward to the day where there is more of that local, you know, involvement in terms of esports and being able to see like, you know, who the best who the best people are and getting to interact with them in your, in your city and in your region, in your state, in your fucking, all of that stuff. You know, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to having more of that. And, you know, more places where, you know, like a dedicated esports bar type of shit where it's, you know, I want to watch this major counter-strike tournament on Twitch, but 
Instead, I'm going to go to the bar and watch it there with my four other friends and drink a lot of fucking beer, you know? Absolutely. Right. So those are the things that I'm looking forward to and hoping become, uh, uh, you know, kind of catch on and be, you know, be a thing. Um, that's, that's, that's about it. Evan. I said, I agree with both your points. Yeah. I don't have anything really else to add. You guys, you know, hit the nail on the head there. I mean, Oh yeah. Well, I have one more thing. Uh, Clash of Clans had 12 tournaments and $1.2 million in private pools. All right, everybody. I think we need to start yeah. playing Clash of Clans, everyone. All right. That's our, the, this, is, this is the WASD and Beyond Clash of Clans podcast. I have to pee. Wrap it up. All right, everybody. As always, you can find us on... You piece of shit, Matt. You can find us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Please check us out there. Leave us a rate, like us, subscribe to us, whatever you got to do. It helps us immensely. Thank you, Boss Rush Games, for always, always supporting us and pushing us to the next level. Um, a couple quick shouts I do want to give is the Loser Podcast, Diggity, Grief Burrito, uh, Boss Rush Games, Nintendo Pow Block, and that's it this week. Oh, you know what? No. It's final boss. So, I am not done yet. Yes, I am actually this week. I am wearing espionage.br. I'm wearing their Dark Souls three shirt, but I usually am rocking a Final Boss piece of gear. So if you're trying to get some sweet ass gaming merch, I would highly suggest checking out Final Boss uh, or espionage.br. Those guys are amazing. Eric and Chloe from Final Boss are truly awesome. Check out Chloe's stream on Twitch. She is amazing, and Eric himself is a dope-ass dude. Um, those are my shout-outs. You can find me at Flies at AVI on Twitter and on Instagram. Holy shit, Matt and Evan, finish us off. Let's get this done with. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at EV0N1. I will be streaming maybe at some point in the future. I can't uh, confirm or deny if I will or not. That's all I got. I'm Matthew Grant. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter underscore pbfreak42. You can find me on Twitch and YouTube pbfreak42. I have no idea why I'm still using that name. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's about it, except for uh, Tetris has had four tournaments okay. with ten thousand dollars in place. Thank you guys. It's WASD and Beyond with all three of your hosts, Matt. Evan and myself, Nick. We will see you guys next week. Take it easy. Thank you so much for watching.